0: listening to the fantasy sports radio network Defense! Defense! All the hard work, let's go. college football today
1: gone college football today brought to you by bet dsi joe lisi Manello and gabe Barenci, going through the top 25 battles Head on over to dailyroto.com. It's the industry's leading daily fantasy site that's produced seven separate FanDuel and DraftKings, million dollar tournament winners, and millions more in smaller prizes for countless subscribers. Once there, if you click on Go Premium, you can use the same daily fantasy line optimizer that's helped daily roto customers achieve such remarkable success. And if, you're, if it's sports wagering you're into, click on the new sports betting tab where you'll be able to use the same tools that have produced all those daily fantasy winnings for money line Picks, Picks Against the Spread, Game Totals, and Player Props. So go to DailyRoto.com and enter FNTSY for a special discount. DailyRoto.com, the industry website where millionaires are made literally. BetDSI is celebrating 20 years as the industry's biggest and safest betting site. They have great customer service and fast, easy payment of winnings. You can virtually play every sport at BetDSI with hundreds of wagering options, including live in-game wagering on all major sporting events where you can make your play at any time during the game. BetDSI is offering up to a $1,000 bonus on your first Deposit, if you use promo code FNTSY, that's BetDSI.com, promo code FNTSY. So head on over to BetDSI and start winning today. Some great other games that we're going to get into. Florida State and Louisville, both teams need a, a victory. Florida State get, did get a gutty victory over Northern Illinois. Got the cover late in the fourth quarter of that ball game. Louisville struggled on the road in Charlottesville. They're now back home home. Plus six, plus six and a half. I'm going to close my eyes, take the better head coach here, in my opinion, Bobby Petrino. Even though they haven't showed it, I think Louisville wins this matchup.
2: Yeah, I'm jumping off Louisville at this point. man. I can't can't love Florida State based on what I've seen this year from Willie Taggart and that offensive line and really every aspect of Florida State, so not in love with Florida State, but... uh, thought for a while about making it one of my key picks for the weekend just because Louisville is sliding they're off horrible. the cliff. I mean offensively they're playing, you know, uh they're playing a juggling game with the quarterbacks. I, I think Bobby's in trouble this season and I think we'll see it. Two different mindsets. Bobby Petrino may be on his way out. Willie Taggart yeah. still in year one. One quick update from a quarterback perspective. Speaking of ACC, Daniel Jones will start for Duke. He will. Very interesting against Virginia Tech. So you don't like that because you? you uh, it, that? it worries me a little bit because of the rust factor. He yeah. missed a couple of weeks. You lose a little bit of that momentum. I think what happened is I, I don't think it was some kind of a miracle. I, I think Daniel Jones watched the Virginia Tech defense against Blake Larusa, and he's like, you know what? I'll go in there with with a broken collarbone. I'd rather face that Virginia Tech defense right Dude, now. Quarterbacks, no interceptions, twelve touchdown passes, no interceptions. That's a critical. Factor. How good of a job is David Cutcliffe done? He's done a I mean, fantastic it's remarkable, remarkable. In the bowl, wins, he so. really would have been the perfect fit for Tennessee. Tennessee, he, have, he didn't want the job. He didn't though. want it for really no. He, he doesn't like
1: the, the pressure.
3: He doesn't want the pressure of the SEC. I don't understand it though. He's the perfect guy for that job. Yeah, yeah. and they love him, so they won't run him out of town there. Going back to the
2: Peyton Manning days, he's the guy. He was the guy, the guy who was instrumental in Peyton Manning that's getting what I'm to be so. Yeah, but when's the it,
1: last time? Let's be honest. Tennessee had a, a really legit quarterback. Tyler quarterback. Bray? Tyler Bray, maybe Andy his yeah, and average. Yeah, but that's average, what I'm saying. Average, I mean, yeah. when was the? Le- I mean, Eric Ainge is is one that comes to mind. Back in and still didn't rise to right, the right, level. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Tyler yeah. Bray
3: was a decent college quarterback. T. Martin, wise.
1: how about T. Martin? Yeah, that, yeah T. Martin.
3: Right? That's their real yeah, T. Martin. Key Martin did what Peyton Manning couldn't do, right. beat Florida. Yeah. The year after he left. And a national championship. And that game Although it was really Jamal Lewis, right? Jamal
2: Lewis was the and bell Tennessee cow. Tennessee should be there. I mean, it's shocking to me with the facilities, the money, the tradition. They're I don't like know. How Nebraska are they as bad as? Rich, that they were, but they fall in. Little Man. bit, little better talent pool access though than what yeah, Nebraska has. Yeah, you figure it's easier you know? to
3: recruit there as well right, because right. of the location. Nebraska is so isolated. Tennessee, yes. you're right in the heart of
1: everything. Yeah, yeah. how about Nebraska? At home against Purdue. that's a, Yeah, that's a I know
2: you game. like it. I think you're like on to something. something. I think you're on to something. I think it's one of those when you least expect it moments. You know, Purdue got the big win last week. Now they have to head out on the road for the first time this year. Everybody's like, ah, oh, Scott Frost, maybe he's overrated. I, I wouldn't be surprised if you're right, and this is one of those weeks that Nebraska, with a healthier Adrian Martinez, actually steps up I wins. agree with you guys. I think, you know, I thought Purdue
3: were a little overrated. coming. To- Brom did a great job last year, but he people did. acted like they were a nine-win team coming into the year or something like that. I just didn't see it. You know, Nebraska's going to get into the winner's circle eventually. I think this is a good spot. And, you know, kind of flying under the radar, you just talked about it, is Florida State and Louisville. What a train wreck for Louisville. And it all started with uh, with the clown Papa John in the offseason. Good oh point. I forgot about it. That. it really has. It's just forgot been about a disaster. That. Like the yeah. Papa John, the stadium name change, the season. And you look, anytime they played a real team, they've gotten destroyed. I think Taggart not going to get people off his back because it's on the road and it's flying under the radar, but it's one of these games where I think FSU handle their business, get out of there with a 7- to 10-point lead. I, yeah, I agree. The
1: thing, too, about that total, 46, it's only ticked down to around 44. Uh, I see 45, 45 and a half. Some places have 44. I, I, I would take the over there. I mean, I if you're Florida State and you jump up early, Florida State needs to turn it on if yeah. you're Willie Taggart. And if you're Louisville, you're only averaging around 350, 360 per game in terms of total offense. You're going to need to open it up so that can lead to big plays in that ballgame. The other thing about Nebraska as well, I mean, they face Colorado. Colorado's a solid team, 4-0 now. Troy and Michigan, when you look at the resume, granted, they got blown out by Michigan in that ballgame. But, I mean... They're a home dog here in Purdue, making its first row game in the conference. That could play into this factor as well.
2: Yeah, I, I, I again, I think I, when I saw it earlier in the week when you put your picks in, I said he's on to something here. I, I think everybody's going to be jumping off the Nebraska ship. They played so epically bad against okay. Michigan. I mean, that was just a complete disaster against Michigan. And everybody's like, ah, wait till next year with Nebraska. And they will have to. This is not even a bowl team. But to Gabe's point also where, you know what, they're going to get a win at some point. I think they could get it today against Purdue because Purdue's been so schizophrenic. Again, this is a team that... Lost to Eastern Michigan, lost to a bad Northwestern team. So, I could see Nebraska coming in here and winning outright. And they're they are the underdog. Getting how many? Three, three and a half. Okay, slide a Memorial
1: boot. Stadium will yeah. be
2: in, into this matchup. A so little less pressure, I think. Yeah. People and people in Lincoln are starting to realize. Listen, this is not this is not going to happen quickly. Yeah, this is going to take time. Three thirty kick. Three thirty kick. Another underdog I like, and I'm all in with this game. It's a Big Twelve battle:
1: TCU and Iowa State. Iowa State catching around 10.5-11 in this ballgame. You saw TCU back-to-back weeks struggle against Ohio State, struggle against Texas. More importantly, they allowed 112 rushing yards to the Longhorns. And when you look at Sean Robinson, he was banged up in that ballgame. Now, TCU's owned the series. They've won four of the last five by 25.7 points per game. But TCU did struggle in Ames last year. Iowa State got the 14-7 win and really contain that TCU offense. But defensively, I think this is the better team. I think TCU's banged up. They've lost the turnover battle in three straight games now. They enter this ball game minus five in turnover margin. I think Iowa State's a live dog. I like them with the points and, and the money line here. I laid the points with TCU uh, about three Fridays
3: ago, you remember, in the, in the rain and that SMU, lightning delay like, yeah. against SMU, and they stumbled out of the gate and then they turned it on with their team speed a little bit. I remember coming in the next morning and talking about this game and saying I was underwhelmed with, with TCU. It was just because they were basically playing SMU that they won that football game. I don't think they're worthy of being 10.5-point favorites against anybody that's not sort of a subpar program right now. And Iowa State's not SMU. I, I like Iowa State in this game, Joe. I, yeah. I think they this game comes down to the wire. Robinson, you know, he can't throw the football. They just Their, their passing attack is, is very simplistic, their their play calling is simplistic. Let's get to the outside and use our speed. I um Patterson's a good coach, but Matt Campbell's a great, very, very good coach. Preparation. I think he's gonna be able to see the same things that listen, TCU are pretty one dimensional.
1: They're just fast let's contain them and bottle them in. I think this game comes down to the wire. Yeah, and I think just Iowa State's the fresher team here. I, I think TCU did get beat up by Ohio State. They gave up 181 rushing yards in that ballgame. They got beat up in the interior by Texas. They Emotionally to- draining, yeah. losing to yeah. a state rival I- like that. Th- that was a bad loss. And I, th- I think fundamentally sound, too, Iowa State. They don't make a lot of mistakes. They get good quarterback play. Kemp is available, but Zeb Nolan playing very well in the scheme. David Montgomery still there, and I think they can run the football now. That statistically only averaging seventy nine yeah. yards
2: per game. That, that's my worry, and, and it's a surprise too because I, I like David Montgomery, but one hundred twenty eighth nationally. I know you. No, I was thinking of pro, football pro football focus. I know, <laughs> I know, but pro football focus. I, you I, said I love it, you said. That I know, the, you know I about love them, and they consistently rate him as one of their top right. rated backs on film. And I respect them, but I just I, I can't understand why it doesn't ever show up in the production. That that's my confusion about it. Having said that, I agree. I, I think all three of us are in agreement. I think this is a much closer game than the ten and a half points. Matt Campbell tends to be a very good coach as an underdog. Traditionally, wins a lot uh, wins a lot of these games either outright or against the spread. My only concern is the Iowa State offense. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're just not moving the ball. Zeb Nolan has done a good job, but again, 128th nationally, 119th in scoring. TCU is going to be a little angry, but I was not impressed by Sean Robinson. I thought he had a horrible game against Texas, and TCU in general played poorly. So, And he was hurting that. I'm yeah. telling you, keep an eye out as the game progresses. I think it's close. A, I, I think they are a low live scoring. dog. I, don't, I yeah. don't
1: see this as a shootout. I'd be shocked if the over comes in I here agree. in this matchup. I think it's a smash mouth. Look, it was 14-7
3: last year. Yeah. So I would expect more of the yeah. same. A little higher scoring. We already have some scoring, speaking of which. uh-oh, uh, Buffalo <laughs> Bulls. Nobody circles the wagons like those Buffalo Bulls. Seven nothing Buffalo over Army. Yeah, we, we a lot of people thought man Buffalo was a
1: sleeper coming into this year.
3: They've done can, a nice can, job. They, can, the they, hey, can, can they
2: can they win the Mac? Can they
1: win the Mac? Yeah, yeah I they, think they, Their they, win, win the total Mac. was six and a half, which was for Buffalo was a slightly high. I I would because what was the, it? Six and a half. Okay. They, All right. I'm just saying, there's some talent in the air to
2: blow past that that. Is yeah. going there. Probably. Le- Lance the- Leopold knows how to win football games. I mean, it was at a different level. Yeah. I mean, it was it was at a lower level, but the guy knows how to win football games unless you're
3: nothing bowls early. If,
2: if they win the Mac or compete for the Mac, people are gonna start sniffing around bigger programs oh, you without. Say, a you doubt. Know. Without yeah. a doubt. Yeah. Um
3: very similar, like Turner Gill. What happened to Turner Gill? Yep. Um from out of there. Uh bowling green's up three nothing right now. That's shocking. Over That's a Georgia Tech. Yeah. What, they
1: kicked the field goal? Yeah. <laughs> yeah but, but I'm saying if Bowling Green could get some momentum, I mean, you're talking about an offense that all they do is run the football. Yeah. How about them Rutgers Scarlet
3: Knights early, early touchdown? Oh, wow. They need that. Yeah, they need that. Seven Rutgers. points. Ruck,
1: let's, let's put it this way. And I know. Seven-nothing I know you're going to get me fired up no, again. I'm going to get you fired oh, up. Syracuse, three-nothing. All, right. oh, all right. We'll get to Toledo and Fresno in a little bit. But you were talking about Rutgers, and we spoke about it after last week's show, about your, your sentiments about what they should do about the program. You don't feel they're a Big Ten team.
2: No, I don't. I, listen, I understand the two sides of this coin. One is simply financial. You, you go to the Big Ten for the money, and that's what Tim Pernetti, former athletic director, did. I understand that, and I'm not knocking it. But if you want to talk about just a competitive standpoint, for the sake of your players and your fans, this is not a Big Ten sports program. Forget about just football, basketball program. Point flooring in
3: right now, guys. Excuse me, I'm just point flooring in. Yeah. Texas A&M, 7 nothing on Arkansas Uh-oh. early. trouble. Alabama has uh, scored early on Lafayette. Uh, central Michigan kicks a field goal. <laughs> More Michigan struggles State? up there oh, in, in, for Sparty. Three Back in nothing field for goal. the Chippewa's. Oklahoma State have just scored extra point pending, so uh 6-0 there early. Uh West Virginia's up 7-0, four minutes in, four and a half minutes uh, in. Yeah, the game. but
1: they you know, you know what's weird about that West Virginia game? They fell behind in Morgantown by a lot. I think it was 17 points in that matchup, and they still were able to win that ball game by twelve points over Texas Tech. We'll see how this game plays out. I mean, again, I'd be shocked if
2: huge game, game for Cliff Kingsbury. Huge. By the way, it's very, if he could put back-to-back games, he takes a ton of pressure off of himself. Saves his he could job do that. in a big way because listen, if, if he beats West Virginia, which is a trendy team yes. in the Big top, if he if he beats West Virginia, all of a sudden we got to start saying he's got one loss. It was against Ole Miss, SEC team. You start saying. Well, maybe maybe they're the team that could sort of be the uh, flying the ointment in the Big Twelve.
1: Yeah, we'll see how that game plays out. Or at least he doesn't get fired.
2: <laughs> or at least he <laughs> yeah,
1: that's like, that's at more a realistic. At least he doesn't get fired. At a minute yeah, We'll see. We'll see how that game transpires. I'm sure by the time five o'clock rolls around, could still be playing that matchup. Yes, five They'll, be, they'll be
2: late in the third at yeah, that point.
1: Seventy three was the total, so we'll see. How about this game, Toledo on the road later tonight to face Marcus McMarion and Fresno State, ten point favorites in this ball game. I think Fresno State is clearly the better team, but I'm going to take the 10 points with the Rockets on the road. I think they play this ballgame very close a little bit later tonight. That's a
2: great group of five game, which we love to talk about. I love these matchups, non-conference matchups from teams that maybe a lot of the fans don't have a chance to watch. Uh, Toledo has a very live offense. Mitchell Guadani has done a great job of replacing Logan Woodside. Defensively, though, I have worries. I think they gave up 44 last week against Nevada. I think they'll struggle against the Fresno State offense, even though Fresno State is not explosive offensively. Better defense at Fresno State. Gabe thinks I'm crazy, but this is a game that'll go well past midnight for those East Coasters. Could be a little bit weird for their biological clock at Toledo. Uh, I, I think Toledo covers it's a lot of points for these two teams, but I like Fresno to win.
1: Yeah, I like, Toledo tattooed you like them. Fresno to cover and win? or uh, No, Fresno to win, but yeah, to, like Toledo, Toledo to cover. The, you like Toledo in this match? To, I Toledo, like Toledo smacked them
3: 52-17 a couple of years ago. I know it's a different scenario. Logan Woodside say, was there a little yeah, bit Yeah, I'm different. saying it's a revenge spot. There will be some kids that remember this uh, that will be on Fresno. But without being stated, I think it's going to be a fun game. Uh, late night, let's bet the over. Uh, it's a total uh, we got 60 60 and a half right now depending uh you know on the situation move around 61 tour, too.
1: because Fresno states like they can go under sometimes
3: Yeah well they they're, they're,
2: they're not a again they're not an explosive yeah. offense they're they're more of a methodical offense
1: I would take the I mean I, I would yeah, lay it off, against would Toledo take,
3: against Toledo Fresno's going to be able to move the ball right
1: you would think. You would think. I mean, uh, again, I, that's a fast track out there in, in Silicon Valley. Give with me the double-digit
3: points though with the Rockets. The Rockets yeah. like
1: you know. We talk about Matt Campbell. Actually,
3: you know, it's it's been years. This team's just traditionally been a good good underdog. Remember, they went into uh, they went to Fayetteville, won in Arkansas a couple years ago. Yeah. Pretty much every year, they have a little feather in their cap. Road win, guys.
1: Yeah. Speaking of Arkansas, getting pasted fourteen nothing by Texas A and M. We'll see how that game plays out. First quarter. When we come back, we'll be talking about Oregon and Cal. Keep it where it is. Joe Lisi, Ritz Sermonello, and Gabe Morensi live from Studio 34. rolling in the last half hour of the show. Welcome back to college football today, brought to you by BetDSI. Going over all the top 25 battles, a couple of scores to update. update. Texas A&M up up 14-0 on Arkansas. West Virginia up 14-0 on Texas Tech. And Clemson Trail, Syracuse, 3-0. We'll keep you updated throughout the show. But we'll turn our attention to the Pac-12 late-night game between Oregon and and Cal, this is a team in Oregon that really had Stanford left for dead. They should have went up 31-7, to let that lead slip and fell behind and lost 38-31. Now go on the road to Berkeley to face Justin Wilcox and the Bears. It's a tricky ballgame because you look at Oregon 0-4 against the number this year. And can they emotionally get up? From that loss last week in outs and Stadium, I'm not so sure they can. I'm taking Cal here. I don't again, not a best bet, not a not a, a solid selection. But if I had to make a selection, I take the Bears in this matchup,
2: Rich. Uh, look, Cal has yet to allow a first half touchdown yeah. in 2018. So Justin Wilcox has done a remarkable job. Defensively, you mentioned mindset and psychology. It's going to play a big factor. I happen to think Oregon gets back up. I do. I I think they have the better quarterback by far in Justin Herbert. They have the better offense by far. I don't think Cal has enough offensively to keep up with Oregon. I'm going to lean to the side of... That was an Oregon team that thoroughly outplayed Stanford which is saying something and then they collapse. Now maybe there's a residue, there's a kind of a, a hangover effect. That's a problem. I think Oregon's a good football team and by the way, that offensive line, big physical offensive line. I think they could shove around Cal. I think they they survive and win. I don't think over? I don't think the Ducks are the Ducks anymore. I don't think like
3: at least they're the the Ducks that we knew uh before and I think that people sort of bet them on name and reputation. Mario Cristobal is going to have to prove it to me. It's simple as that. He's going to have to prove it to me that, that he can win games like this. I've been burnt too many times, guys, buying into the Ducks and their talent. I'm a big Wilcox fan, and I'll tell you what, I remember this game last year. Yeah, I, it was, I a, bet shootout. It, it we was a shootout. We were getting 17. If you remember, every damn play, someone on Cal got hurt, Joe. Like they, It was like a bloodbath. They kept losing, and everyone, they were going to cover. They were getting 17, they ended up losing by 21. And I remember last year, if you guys remember, I'm sure some of you do, Excuse me. I made a note. I told you guys, this Cal team moving forward, even though they were getting pasted, they didn't quit. They didn't roll over. They never rolled over. There was a spot in Washington last year where they were getting pushed around. They kept playing to the final whistle. That carried over into this year. I think Cal has this game circled. Actually, they've been blown out by the Ducks over. The, you know, to the casual guy right now, you're at home. It's not like oh, Oregon and Cal is, is a massive game. Well, it is if you're if you're a California Golden Bear player and you remember losing 45-24 uh, 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 last year. And don't forget the last time they played at Cal here, guys. Cal won 52-49. Yeah. Cal. So Cal knows we can beat these guys. I think Cal gets it done here tonight.
1: When you talk about perception, this game just feels like an over. You think Cal, you think Oregon, you think over. I mean, but both defenses, especially in run support, playing very well. Oregon only giving up 80 rushing yards per game. They held Stanford in check with 71 last week. Cal enters this matchup only allowing 131 rushing yards It's a yards manageable number, though,
3: at 58 and a half.
1: That's a low number, I bet. for. I mean, what the total last year, I believe, was in the 70s, if I'm not mistaken. 66 last year. Yeah, that's 66. high. 66. That's high. You're getting you're you're catching eight more points now uh with basically the same team. But again, I think for Cal to win this game, Patrick Laird's gonna have to get going and I think they're gonna have to run the football.
2: Yeah, I mean listen, the passing attack is suspect at this point. Uh, losing Demetrius Robertson before the season, the wide receiver hurt. Uh they don't have a Jared Goff type, not even close at quarterback. So You know, uh, One of the worst Pac-12 offenses statistically right now, it's going to be an issue, especially if Oregon starts to put points up on the board. That's a concern of mine. I would not be the least bit surprised if Cal won this game. I wouldn't be surprised at all. I'm just banking on Justin Herbert. I played so well against Stanford last week. I think Mario gets the kids back up. I think it's a gut-check victory for Oregon. If not... You could see this team begin to circle the drain. Quickly
1: before we I think talk- that's what's going to happen. Before we talk about uh, Oklahoma and Baylor, I want to ask both of you. It, if, 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 let's say Oregon struggles. Let's say they lose this ballgame. Pressure on Cristobal? What, Lane not, not already, what, Joe. What Lane Kiffin out there? Not on already, this? Joe,
3: because then it's just going to highlight that they made the wrong choice. You mentioned Lane Kiffin. I thought Lane Kiffin was the model perfect guy uh, for this. Hell, I thought Chip Kelly, and I might have. That's why I'm not an AD, and I'm sitting here with you guys uh, right now. But I question the crystal ball hiring. It goes back to Clay Helton. And Players if recall, wanted him.
2: Yeah. The kids want wanted
3: him, yeah. Well, Last time I checked, the kids aren't here. They're not going to be here in two years, and then we're stuck with this guy as a head coach because some 19-year-old kid was scared of a new tougher guy coming in. Of course you want this guy. It's like the substitute teacher. He's a nice guy. You know, he's a nice guy. Oh, the assistant. Oh, Clay's never yelled at me. And, yeah. Oh, let's, you know, and I don't, oh, God, and I, I'm hearing Sabin or some psychos coming here. We want this guy. Never, never, never plays out well. And I think with such a circus with the coaching, and let's be real, I don't know why they have a hard time just locking in a big-name guy because it is such a... It's a good job, I and mean. a lot of got money, lot of money up there. behind you, money. right? Phil Knight's running the place.
1: Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, we'll see how they pick step up the- though, Joe, from FA from FIU to the Pac-12 Man. right now. We'll see. I mean, Cristobal, again, didn't play well, didn't coach well against Boise State in that ball game. This will be now if they drop You're this right. game. They rolled over and quit games. You know, they rolled over Christobal.
3: and quit in that game. They had yeah. kids who weren't even playing on the sidelines
1: hanging out. It was like a joke. Yeah, intriguing. We'll turn our attention to the Big 12 battle between Oklahoma and Baylor. It's a 330 kick. Oklahoma's won three of the last five by 13 points per game. Picked up this victory last year in Waco. 49 to 41, that was with Baker Mayfield. This is a hot team in Baylor. Three and one, understanding Matt Rules type of scheme, have a, a solid quarterback in Charlie Brewer, some big play wide receivers led by Jalen Hurd. I still like the speed of Oklahoma here. Again, it wouldn't shock me if Baylor's in this ballgame from start to finish. But I'm back in the Sooners laying the big number in this matchup.
2: Yeah, I mean, I listen, Oklahoma wins. I, it's too many points. Yeah. I mean, this is one of my best bets in Baylor. I, listen, it was a best bet a couple of days ago when I submitted it. It's even more of a best bet now because the news is that Kyler Murray might be suspended for the start of this game. So you might see Austin Kendall. That's what the rumor is, is that Kyler Murray may have been late to a practice and Lincoln Riley wants to... You know, make a statement out of it. So you might miss Kyler Murray for the first quarter. Look, I, I think Baylor's playing well. Matt Rule, traditionally as an underdog, has done a good job. Seventeen and six against the spread when he when he's get, when he's getting more than seven and a half points. Obviously, that's the case here. I like Charlie Brewer has played well defensively, led by yes. James Lynch up front. They're playing better. Only gave up two hundred and seventy yards yeah. to Kansas last week in a touchdown. So Baylor, which as we talked about last week, Baylor only lost by seven points last year to Oklahoma. This is 24 points. I think it's just too many Mev- po- hey, Here's one more thing, if I if, if I can get this in there. What about Oklahoma in the last two weeks has impressed us? They beat o- the Iowa State, an average Iowa State team by, by 10. Tech. They had to go to overtime to Army, so maybe we're overrating yeah, Oklahoma I agree a little with bit. You. I picked Oklahoma at 9-3, and, and they still have to play Oklahoma State. They still have to
1: play West Virginia. There, there's no shoe in that they're going to win the Big 12, especially with the Red River rivalry. Uh, pending next week, deck. they could be looking ahead. I mean,
3: Baylor's a good team. Much bigger Real game power. for Baylor, right? Baylor yeah. don't have that signature we're back win. They don't have that. And you know they have this circle. This, this would be one of circled. I don't see them winning it. But I think they can give Oklahoma all they can handle. To me, it should be 17, not I had it at a...
2: It's funny. I was just going to say that. I had it at the beginning of the week. I had it at 18. Yeah. Is so what exactly, I thought the spread yeah. should be.
1: Last year, they allowed over 200 rushing yards per game, but when I, when I broke down Baylor at the last five games of the year, they only allowed 135 rushing yards. Trending to in the, the right the, direction. Yeah. Right. And that's the one thing from a, a physicality perspective that you know from Temple, when Matt Rule coached their physicality to run the football, wear down opposing defensive fronts, and stuff the run and that's what they're starting to do and more importantly they're only giving up 181 passing yards per game if they could force third down and long situations with a new quarterback if Murray doesn't start in the first half and jump up early they they might be a live dog here again I don't like it I would take Oklahoma but possible money line winner there I mean you never know it's a conference game We've got
3: uh, some hardcore guys in the chat here right now. Somebody asking us about the Liberty Flames and that's New your, Mexico. That's, yes, that's, uh, that's, you're, you're, you're that's Liberty my level. I would, ta- my I would take New
1: Mexico I mean, too. I, I think they was on Liberty football.
3: You guys remember I was on the Flames in the first game against Old Dominion. They had that game circled all year long. They were looking at tape all year long. They scripted their plays. Since then, there's been a problem. There's been a problem. They've just been getting punched in the mouth. They just don't have enough talent. We saw Army ran roughshod over them. North Texas absolutely drills them. I think this is a spot for the Lobos to just run the ball down their throat and uh, flex, flex a little bit. Big yeah, that, big win for the Lobos. I'd lay the points here.
1: Yeah, uh, Bob Davy I think, is the better head coach. I, I know Turner Gill's done great things there, but, again, Bob Davy in this type of spot. A veteran a Heavy offensive line They like to pound the football So I think
2: the quarterback I, is back Right? Tavaka is back I believe New Mexico I haven't, I haven't seen yeah.
1: a, a game of them yet, yet This year But He's our resident Liberty expert He's Yes he Jer-
2: Jerry Falwell Jr. over well. here
1: yeah, well, you follow a team, and, and uh, he, he backs it. You got to like that, All you know? Right. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll t- what about the UCF pick game again? We'll break it down for people that didn't see it. I mean, uh, UCF around a 12-and-a-half to 13-point favorite in this matchup. I like Pitt here. I, to me, this is a game that they win. I think they, they can run the football. Kenny Pickett can make some plays
2: could be high-scoring, it wouldn't shock me, but in the end, I still like Pittsburgh to cover this number. Yeah, high-scoring makes sense. I, I think yeah. a lot Pitt really is conducive to high-scoring games now. I mean, even if they're not scoring, they gave up 51 to Penn State, 38-35, lost to North Carolina. I think 24-19 was a low-scoring game with Georgia Tech, but Pitt is so schizophrenic right now. I just think for UCF... You know, they, they want to have that opportunity against a Power 5 team. This is an ACC opponent. Uh, I think U S uh, UCF is ready for this. I, I think late in the game, if they can get an extra touchdown or yeah. two for st- they style points will matter to UCF. So if they're up by 10 and they can get it to 17, they'll do it. I-, I lean towards UCF covering. I don't like both head coaches, but I give the slight edge slight. Don't say darnarduzzi Narduzzi uh, the way he's coached. Well, coach. I- well how do you, I- what do you I-
3: say
1: you don't like Hypo? The guy's
2: uh, been
3: a coach
1: for three weeks. I know, but I saw Come him as on. an offensive coordinator with Missouri. He, he struggles sometimes. What do you with- mean offensive coordinator with Missouri? They scored like a million points a game. That was at the end because of the of year. Because of Drew though. Locke,
3: maybe you could yeah. argue too. Last six. I don't like laying on. points like this generally, guys, but I'm agreeing with Rich here. And I've stepped in front of Central Florida on a couple of occasions and paid the price for it, guys. They're they have won 16 games in a row right now, and this offense isn't missing a beat. They're averaging over 50 yards, uh, 50 points a game. And I, I don't know if Pitt's going to be able to keep up here. To be here's honest,
1: here's the thing though: they were. Underdogs I think the overs against, the play though. Yes, I'm going to bet the over. I here. They were underdogs against Auburn, so the the us versus them mentality. Just just outside the numbers perspective. So they were looking forward to that to really put take Auburn to of the worst. Of course, now they're the favorite, and not just a slight favorite; they're a heavy favorite in this ball game. With the bullseye on there, well, backs they're the defending was-
3: national champs, Joe. Yeah, you never well, saw I the T-shirts that. they made, I forgot, and I forgot, yeah, yeah, champions. That. Come on, I, 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 understand,
2: I understand. I T- understand. Yeah, technically, obviously, right. they are the favorite. And right. They're the better team. They're ranked. Heavy I, I, I get all that. I still think they have the mindset of an underdog. I, I because they're UCF, and because of the the jocularity of the national championship, which I, I've been on board with as well. I still think they carry themselves. I think they have a chip on their shoulder.
1: We'll see. I mean, it's a three thirty kick. I mean, and Mackenzie already...
2: Milton is just, he is the one of the most Pitt. enjoyable players to watch. He's an absolute he's surgeon. Heisman, I mean, he's yeah. a surgeon out there. He, he really is it, precise. Oh isn't my he? god! If he puts up dynamic numbers, you have to start talking oh, about the him. the only thing that'll keep him from actually is because is if, the opponents. That's guys, it. you brought it
3: up, and the thing with Pitt, and I watch a lot of Pitt football. You never know what you're going to get with yes, these guys. I agree. They it's could consistent. trade
2: points, and this could be a 51-49 I agree. game. agree. Or they could Joe, get smoked. Joe we could could be don't know. Right. Joe could be right, and, and I wouldn't be the least bit shocked. No, uh, but I, I mean... Again, because you
1: never that's you that's can figure I started, Pitt. That's, that's why, why I even in that man. game
3: against Penn State, guys, first quarter, they were hanging. Remember, they went for it, they got stuffed, and then Penn State scored, and the wheels just fell off. Like, Pitkin. Pitt can win a game outright. They can get smoked. It can be low scoring. It can be high scoring. You don't know. Don't you You're hate, I hate picking That's the problem, or though. betting teams like that? Inconsistent
1: teams. They had yeah. a perfect opportunity after they lost that Penn State ball game to get back on their feet. They got a quality win over Georgia Tech. They are facing North Carolina. North Carolina has Hurricane Florence. We're not sure about their preparation. They're a three-and-a-half-point favorite heading into that matchup, and they lay an egg. I know. In, that, in a conference game where they could build consistency. Now, they're huge underdogs. Right, so people, they'll surprise so us and go the opposite. Yeah. The no, you might be right. But that's the one thing about Narduzzi that he, since his time there, and that's why he shocks people because – He's never built up consistency right. to take the team to the next stage. You never know no. what you're going to get. They're a 19.5 point underdog. They shocked the world against the Sean Watson. They should have been better yeah. last year. They weren't. And then it's at the end of the year with Miami coming right. to town, and right. then they win win that. Loss, yeah. Yeah, and with uh, first loss. again so that's what you get with Pittsburgh. It's really you
2: know. Flip a coin, which week is showing. You up. might be catching them at the right time. It's I certainly just, a possibility. It's a possibility for me. It's certainly we'll a possibility. See. I just think that motivation is something that you can't manufacture. And I think that crowd in Orlando and Milton and Hypel and UCF, I think they'll be fired up for this game. If you had Alabama in the first half, twenty eight to nothing
1: wow. over UL Monroe. Well, they're just a machine. Two twenty eight in the first quarter. Uh this
3: might be but, the best Bama team that Saban's
2: had yet.
1: And Syracuse hanging in, guys, six nothing over Clemson. They, you can't
2: kick field goals and beat Clemson, though. They got to, they got to punch a few of those. Uh, this is what you know. What How about Clemson, though, still I, being scoreless with four minutes left in the first quarter? Bring back Kelly
1: Bryan. Is well, he still yeah, available? Um, back, oh wait,
3: they, can they put him back? Oh, no, they can't put him back in. They That's can't. right. That He's could, gone.
2: That, don't laugh. That could be a factor as they move. Oh, absolutely. Oh, right. Right. That was my first a thought. Down I mean, come stretch. on, at depth, depth, that quarterback, huge. And this is what I want to see. And listen, I think Clemson comes back and wins, but. Nobody does locker room celebrations like Dino Babers. Could you imagine? <laughs> could you imagine Syracuse winning at Clemson what that scene would be like? Dino in a locker room he could motivate me to get out there and put yeah, a helmet they, on.
1: They're going to need to run the football. A lot of if orange there in this, up, in this stadium today. <laughs> if they jump up by two scores, 13 nothing,
2: then start running the Cle- football. You know Clemson can come back in a hurry. You know, the Cle- I mean, Clemson the could score in a hurry. Lawrence, you know, Kansas a
3: Jayhawks uh, coming back down here at 14 nothing right now. For Michigan the State
1: not looking good. They cannot run the football consistently. Now, maybe they get it going against Central Michigan they're still down 3-0, one quarter in. Dude, already. they've been
3: struggling. It was telltale sign when they played Utah State earlier in, in the year. This Central
1: Michigan. I mean, this is Central Michigan that barely...
3: You're right. Terrible. G-9. They lost to Kansas. They got blown up, run off the field by Kansas. How about this? Boston College, and you guys are both talking about Temple. Boston College got off to a quick 7-0 lead in this game. Boom. 14-7 Temple Owls. Yes.
2: And, and that would concern me for... Is yeah. Yeah,
3: who's or, the, who's the quarterback? quarterback? We've got... That would concern me because. Russo, I, three for seven, 35 see, yards. Russo's, wow. Kid from
1: Philadelphia. He's playing better. Yeah. The kids are buying in. They're winning with him. So why, why turn? If he struggles, then you go to new tile, but you got to go with the hot it's
3: hands. The Steven, These Boston college games have been going over, though. It's just. It's the
1: Steve
2: Bosley Bowls. shocked balls.
1: you. I did you. I didn't catch what you
3: were well,
2: saying. Well, I mean, Temple scoring that quickly would be a concern of mine if I was Boston My College. Hot. Oh, I mean, yeah. I, 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 Temple, I thought, would have been like in a low scoring, you know, slug yeah. But up fourteen to seven, I mean no, track DC's, meet has begun. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. West Virginia has the ball, first and ten on the thirty two, up fourteen to nothing on Texas Tech. If they jump up, get rid of
2: Kingsbury. Now now we're gonna put him right back <laughs> on the hot seat. Bury, him. Bury him now. Terrible. So we'll see. Get the shovel. We're burying Cliff we'll Kingsbury. How,
1: we'll see. When we come back, we'll be giving our best bets for the day. Keep it where it is. Joe Lisi, ritz Sermonello, and Gabe morenzi live from Studio thirty four. back on college football today brought to you by betdsi.com getting into our best bets for the day. I'm going to start with mine right now. I like Arkansas over Texas A&M even though they're down 14 to nothing. I still think the Razorbacks will bounce back in this matchup. Iowa State catching 10 and a half later tonight, maybe up to 11 now. I still like Iowa State. I like them plus the points and on the money line. USC, I think they break the string of 0-7 against the number. I think they bounce back with a double-digit win over Arizona a little bit later today. Penn State shocks Ohio State by seven points, take them plus a a 3.5, also on the money line. NC State and Virginia, game kicks off around 12-20. I think Ryan Finley and the crew do get a double-digit win over the Cavaliers. Nebraska gets their first win over Purdue and Jeff Fromm. I think they get around a seven point victory over the Boilermakers and then Virginia Tech plus the five points bounces back with a quality win over ACC opponent Duke a little bit later tonight, Rich.
2: Yeah, I think Joe has a lot of good games here. I don't have a lot of disagreement I'm with him uh, almost across the board. My biggest concern would be Virginia Tech Duke. I'm a little worried about the Hokies I uh, like Duke. Uh, they, by the way, it would be a historical win if if Duke had pulled off first time since 1981, 0 7 against Virginia Tech in Durham. So it would be a big deal. I kind of like what Duke has done. All right, my best bets. A uh, couple of the games have kicked off. One looks good. One looks horrendous. Uh, Temple plus 14 up over BC. Last time we checked, that looks good. Kansas getting 18 and a half down two touchdowns. That does not look good. So those are the early ones. Uh, rest of my schedule. I like Notre Dame. I, I think this is a more legit team over Stanford. Uh, getting five and a half, uh, giving five and a half points. I, I think they'll cover that game. I think it'll be a Joey double digits for for ND <laughs> over Stanford. Uh, better defense, uh, more consistent at the line of scrimmage. Did not like what I saw from Stanford against Oregon last week. I'm going to go to Texas. The boys have had Texas in the past. I hope I'm not too late on this. I'm going to take Texas because I like the momentum in the last two weeks uh, over USC over TCU. Uh, Kansas State is just horrifying right now, offensively and defensively. They're doing nothing well. I think Tom Herman keeps the momentum going. I think they cover on the road against Kansas State. I'm with Joe on USC, just pure talent. Uh, USC, not a great team this year. Clay Helton in some problems offensive line uh, issues for for USC, but just better talent-wise, more of a sense of urgency. I think they win cover uh, over Arizona. I love Baylor, and this was before the news about Kyler Murray possibly missing some time today. I think this is way too many points. Baylor's heading in the right direction. Oklahoma, we're overstating Oklahoma at this point. Based on what? Based on the Florida Atlantic victory? I'm in the opener. Is that all it is? Oklahoma struggled against Iowa State a team that's having problems offensively. Oklahoma had to go to overtime at home against Army. Now they're laying 24 against a Baylor team that's playing with more confidence. Give me the Bears plus 24. So ND, Texas, USC... Baylor, and finally BYU again too many points. Yeah. BYU defense plus 17 17 and a half whatever the final number is. Washington's not doing enough offensively to uh, cover that number.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm with Rich on no- Notre Dame. I I couldn't agree more. It wasn't didn't make a best bet of mine, but I still feel very strongly about it. Love Notre Dame and love Penn State in the two big games tonight. Uh and quickly Virginia down 3 nothing uh and Georgia Tech up 14-3 on Bowling Green now uh Gabe.
3: That's right. And uh, Clemson have gotten into the end zone as well. I'm going to have to respectfully disagree, though, with you guys. Uh, I've got Uh-oh. Stanford as one of my best bets uh, of the week. Uh, we've talked about their recent dominance uh, in this rivalry, but we'll get to this uh, momentarily. Let's start uh, off with Syracuse uh, and Clemson, who just mentioned 7-6 uh, right now. So we got 13 points um, in the first quarter. We'd like to open it up a little bit more, but now that Clemson just got in the end zone, I would expect uh, this game to open up. Uh, Tennessee and Georgia. I'm expecting Georgia to really drill them here, and I think Georgia is going to score 45, 48 points. If I get 48 points from the Georgia Bulldogs... All I need is seven points from the Vols. And I think the Vols can give us 10 to 14 points, and I think Georgia's going to be able to score enough to get us over the 54. This Northwestern game, you know, you remember the episode of the Simpsons uh, when the Krusty uh, um, Ribwich uh, made his return, and somebody traded a car for, uh, for a sandwich and said, oh, I got buyer's remorse to Homer. Well, I think I might have buyer's remorse here with Northwestern. All the situational spots play into Northwestern's hands here. But they're just not a very good football team this year. And they've gotten pushed around in the trenches. Michigan are starting to flex their muscles a little bit. And Michigan historically have never been good double-digit favorites. But after that humiliating loss to Notre Dame in week one, I think Harbaugh's just in a meaner mood right now. Harbaugh hears the, the jackals in the wings. He hears the hecklers. So I think Harbaugh's just sort of got an, an, an more of an aggressive posture here. So if they can beat them up pretty good, they will. So go lighter on this one, but the situation's a nice one. I really do like Florida here. I think Mississippi State losing last week, it's going to begin a little bit of a downward spiral uh, for them. It's very difficult. They're a young team, uh, Mississippi State. They're kids, and it's hard to just, you know, when they say, oh, they're going to bounce back the next week. Oftentimes you'll see teams will bounce back after a couple of weeks. Now you get Florida on a real high taking on Mississippi State, who's kind of... You know, a little bit down in the dumps uh, right now after last week's, you know, humiliating loss. Dan Mullen knows his program inside out. He knows the stadium inside out. He knows which way the wind is blowing. He knows every little weakness and strength of basically every player on Mississippi State. He can say, you know what. This kid can't handle a fade route. I know. I recruited him. He's got a problem. We used to have to disguise him here. This kid has a hard time tackling um, to his left, to his right. There's just so many aspects uh, that we can go uh, here with this game. Um, So I'm going to take the Florida Gators. Um, I like the Stanford Cardinal a lot as well. I do like the Stanford Cardinal a lot in this spot. Uh, You look at Brian Kelly, and Brian Kelly struggled against David Shaw. Just one in six against the spread. Give me the Stanford Cardinal as well.
1: Yeah, I, I the, out of all the games I like, I like Iowa State, Penn State later tonight, and then USC. Couple oh, and years- the over in the Penn State game. That's
3: one of my best yeah. bets as well. They're not, not getting to 69 speaking,
1: points. Speaking of overs, what was the over in West Virginia, Texas Tech? 130? Well, it's
3: 21-7. It was only 74, uh,
1: 73 only, and a half. Right, well, they could get that in the first quarter with three minutes left because Texas Tech, uh, no defense. Yeah. 21-7, this could be supposed
3: Will supposed to be Greer's, a better defensive team this could team be this Will year. Greer's
1: Heisman moment. Yeah. They're on pace to score
3: 128 points combined. They're on the move. 100, 130, I said, so it'll on go on under. Move again. Will
1: Greer, 11 of 15, 174 yards, wow. two touchdowns yeah. in the first quarter yeah. against Texas Tech, but you know how these games go.
2: Oh, yeah, it's, I mean, it, it'll, it'll, it'll no require defense. all six— minutes. I'd oh, like it to takes just Texas Tech to return a kickoff for a touchdown. They're
3: right back in it. I want to hop on, on.
1: Not there, no.
2: <laughs> I want to hop on what Gabe said. I, I really like Florida. Came very, yeah, I like very that. close to making that one of my best bets. I so think they can um, win the game outright. I agree. Oh, I agree. I, and, and you touched on it very eloquently, which is the fact that Mullen knows all of the nuances, all of the inside and out of all of those players, yeah, just the, the exactly, stadium, exactly. everything. Oh, this kid doesn't like turning to his left. That's in the huge. End zone. I mean, he's got the he's got the specific scouting report on every one of those players. He even know what you could say to really piss a kid off and kind of you know yeah, get, get him off his game. He's much of a nice game. guy, I think. Yeah, <laughs> I know.
3: Is he that much of a jerk? He'll, say, he'll hey.
2: subcontract that out to an
3: assistant yeah, coach exactly. to do that. But I, I like great. Florida. True. I and tell, I, you tell one of the kids, listen, the linebacker's girlfriend cheated on. Yes, him. exactly. So, you
2: know, just to let you know that. Just going to give you a little bit of a uh, little bit of news on that. Uh, I listen. I, I like the Florida defense. I think it'll be a competitive, relatively low-scoring game. And, and Mississippi State surprised me last week. I think they showed their hand that maybe they're a little bit overrated compared to what they thought. Felipe Franks is going to be under the gun. What could he do against Mississippi State in that cowbell-ridden stadium? Yeah. So, but I like Florida. I, I think that's a very live door. People
3: asking us about the Western Michigan. James Ross been asked it a few times, so I want to squeeze this in. I he's like he's Western, a regular viewer. Western
1: Michigan on the road, right? They're they're negative. They're they're their favorite. Yes, that's right. At
3: Miami of Ohio, I I
1: like Western Michigan laying the wood. One and a half, two and a half, anywhere in there. I think they're the better team. They could attack that Miami O secondary. I would lay the wood there. Chuck Martin
2: disappointing me so far this year. I expected more from the Redhawks. Speaking of underdogs, I
1: like UMass plus the 13 and a half against Ohio. I'm just not sold on this being. A Frank Solich defense with the Bobcats—they're giving Andrew
2: Ford's not healthy. That—that's been the issue for UMass so far this year. I'm still not sold on Ohio. Like these teams often
1: stumble early in the MAC,
3: and then you start to get them. I like UMass. I expected more from Miami of Ohio. Two guys, eighteen returning starters, seventeen returning starters, ton of veterans. Quickly, another one too. A MAC game, Northern Illinois laying three and a Mm -hmm. half um, against uh, against Eastern Michigan. What? Weird, weird game. I'm leaning with the home dog. I think the Huskies are a little overrated. I think we're betting these guys on reputation. They're
1: favorite, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. So I want
3: to take the dog. Uh, Excuse me. I want to take road dog. Road dog. I I, I want to take the favorite here. I think the Huskies are a little overrated.
1: Yeah. See that the only concern because I was wrong on Eastern Michigan last week against San Diego State. Uh, I I liked I like San Diego State in that matchup. Three straight road games for Eastern Michigan. Now they're coming back to the West Coast. Northern Illinois, now, I mean, let's look at who they played Iowa, they played Florida State, played Utah. Those are three tough games. Yeah, I mean, four, yeah, I agree. I agree. But uh,
2: Florida State, I expected expect a, a little more out of Northern yes. Illinois. I expected a little I don't more. I do
1: I just feel like Eastern, they feel like they can play with them. Chris
2: Crane, you know, we talked about Lance Leipold. Chris Crane doing a really Kyler, nice a job, job at EMU. And, and listen, I didn't expect much in San Diego. It's a long road no, trip. Was, and night class, night, night game. A, and they, a, they, played they played really well.
1: Yeah, type of quarterback impressed me last week. But I would take Northern in that matchup. We'll say touchdown West Virginia. Kennedy McCoy, 38-yard touchdown, 28-7, to wow. huh. well, 27-7, extra point pending. Michigan State on the board, 7-3, 10-57 left in that second quarter of that ball game. Alabama up 35 to uh over UL Monroe, laying 49-and-a-half line open at 51-and-a-half down to... Forty nine and a half. Any
2: storylines you
1: guys expect at the end of the weekend? Well, would, I think uh... the storyline would be obviously if Syracuse somehow, some way gets the upset. I mean, a lot. Of, it's going to be a lot of pressure on on Dabo because of Kelly Bryant transferring. That'll be a storyline. For one, I think Will Greer Heisman. I mean, he can obviously right now one hundred and seventy four passing yards in the first quarter. Possible Heisman front runner. And then whichever
2: team wins tonight in the Big Ten, yeah. obviously. I'll go a little different route. I, I think if if Notre Dame wins, and I think they will, if Notre Dame beats Stanford, I, I think one of the big storylines is going to be is, is Notre Dame. I mean, there are some landmines, but the rest of the schedule not too bad. You know, the teams that we thought were going to be really prickly, like USC. Like uh, Virginia Tech, you know, some of those games which we thought were going to be real landmines, not as much as we anticipated. So we could be talking about Notre Dame as a legitimate contender, even though I don't think they're one of the four best teams. They could be a legit contender for a playoff yeah, they spot. Were, they,
1: they had that game last year with Miami. That was their year. And once they lost that ball game, they fell off yeah. the map. So... I mean, I expect Notre Dame, if they win this ball game as well, you have to talk about them as a legit top-five contender. They <laughs> yeah, are. From a
2: schedule perspective, they still have. Who's app. left? Florida State. That was another game. Florida State, Florida which we State, thought would be tough. You know, not- they have USC at the end of the yeah, year. Yeah, and, and USC that, struggling as well. That
3: USC game at the end of the year doesn't seem as daunting. Right. right? It's, right. it's a winnable game. Except this is the one, and we talked about Stanford. on the Stanford. road, though,
1: right? USC. Yeah, at USC, that USC I believe, this year. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: I listen, I think Stanford win this game
1: tonight. Okay. Well, if Stanford wins, then, or then if they, they don't. don't they well, lose that, that, well,
2: and the flip side is if Stanford wins, then we start looking at Stanford as maybe they're the class of the Pac-12. Yes. And maybe the representative in the playoff for yeah, the conference.
3: We'll see. But we know they're really not great. They're just
2: sort of. They're not. A way. I, I, neither yeah. is Notre Dame. I don't think Notre Dame is a great. We have a few great teams in college football. Georgia's great. Alabama's great. Yeah. Ohio State. The potential to be there. Clemson. Clemson the potential yeah. to be there. Beyond that point, I mean, who do we have? That's a truly. There are four teams. Who else am I missing?
3: I really think it's Alabama and everybody else. Yeah, right oh, yeah. Now. It really is. Clearly it's never clearly. been like you know. in Past years was like well, Alabama and Clemson. And, 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 I, and I now think that, it's like Alabama. Don't you think
2: that played into the decision of Dabo Sweeney to say, you know, in normal years, you can say, we can go with the veteran, we'll get to the playoff, we'll see what we could do. The way that Alabama offense is firing on all seven he had to look and say, if we have any shot, we better be able to go blow for yeah. blow and off. And what Saban do? Saban replaced the quarterback. Same Nellie situation. Bryant versus
3: Jalen Hurts. Same exact he situation. Same and he realized, yep. you know what? If Saban can do this, and it's a great point here, I better do this because Tua... And, you know, Alabama's a completely different team now with this two and explosive offense. And I think he says, I'm not going to beat him with Kelly Bryant. I can't beat these guys 30-27 again. I can't do it. I'm yep. going to have to put up points.
1: Yeah, what about Auburn? We talked about, I mean, Auburn laying big wood here against Southern Mississippi, 27. I like Southern Miss here. I wasn't impressed all that much with Auburn. They struggled with Arkansas for three quarters. They did get the cover last week, 31-3. to But again,
2: uh, this was an elite SEC West contender. I don't think Auburn's all that this year. I think we've all said it. I, I think in this room, the general consensus is Auburn's very talented. They'll send a lot of kids to the NFL. But they're not in that top tier. I, I one of you guys said it in week one, like I are, did. Are, I, are, thought, I yeah. thought they
3: were a little overrated, being yes. elevated into national exactly. champion contenders.
2: Exactly, which they're maybe a rung, maybe two rungs below there that a rung, point. Rung below Georgia, yeah. if we're talking oh, about the sure. kingpins in the for SEC, sure. it's not Auburn, I, and Alabama. I don't think they have the talent to do it. I don't think Auburn is going to knock off a Georgia this year. I don't think they're going to knock off an Alabama. I don't think they're going to have that kind of a victory. And I'm still not fully sold on Jarrett Stidham. I know some of the draft analysts talk about him as a first-rounder. I don't think he rises to that level for me. Without a running game, Jarrett Stidham...
3: Drew Lock to me is the NFL guy. That's the oh, guy. He's really? not the best one though. Uh, I don't think he's the best I, I one. I think
1: Will Greer. I, I I would agree with Will Greer. Greer no, out of all no, I disagree. Drew Lock.
3: Drew, Drew Lock will be the
1: number one quarterback taken. He might oh, I disagree. Be. I, well, I disagree. If he is, then I have serious concerns. We'll have you know a gentleman's love, bet on that. You you I don't think I it'll be locked. Drew Locke, as a college quarterback, but he is a system guy. He clearly is a system guy. I mean, he's completing now close to 68% of his passes. You sound like
3: Corey Parson uh, talking about Jared Goff. He's a Uh, bus driver. He's a uh, system guy.
1: Yeah, but Drew Locke wasn't like Jared Goff in college. Jared Goff at college at at 4 Cal put up elite numbers. Last year, he put up elite numbers against sub-competition, sub-500 competition. He did it mostly against teams that were under 500 at the end of the year. Again, he struggled with consistency. I need to see more against the better defenses within the Southeastern Conference. Now, granted, if he plays Alabama and he tears it up for 500 yards and completes 70% of his passes and somehow, some way, has his team in a position for that game. Maybe I'll take a different approach, but right now, kind of a light
3: quarterback class for next year. He's isn't
2: undersized it? too. I he's be, under- I've been waiting right to see who steps up and fills that void. So is Justin uh, Herbert, Justin Herbert, he Justin Herbert? Herbert. Clearly, I think Justin Herbert gets chosen. Six foot six, ahead body. of Drew Locke. But I think Will is still the creme de la yes, creme. Yes, well, I, but I think Herbert. I think yeah, Herbert gets taken mostly. higher. Those those are my two favorite quarterbacks. I'll give you one name, not suggesting he'll be a first rounder, but one player who has really impressed me so far this season: Steven Montez from Colorado. Yes. Mobile, big at six accurate passer, really making the most out of the new talent that he has at wide receiver. Ryan Finley's uh, Ryan Finley is going to rise on fast. He's going he to rise very he quickly. Turn the
1: football over. I mean, yeah. last
2: year he, he he had a stint two hundred and thirty. It's shocking passes. that that Boise stayed... Kind of allowed him to get out it's of there because he's a better quarterback yeah. than Brett Rippin. Yeah,
1: we'll see. And Brett
2: Rippin and the crew
1: go on the road to Wyoming. That's a critical matchup. I mean, Wyoming could be a live dog in that matchup. We'll see. I think they're catching seventeen. I, I, I would take the seventeen in that ball game. I'm Hilarity. always
2: worried about that. Wyoming defense is scrappy. Yeah. That does that would worry at me if home, I was at home. Yes. Yep.
1: So we'll see. Gabe, any last thoughts before? Uh, um, you know, I'm gonna
3: go. Uh, I'm looking forward to these games. I'm gonna stick to Hawaii. You need
2: to get your Hawaii yeah. note in oh, there Hawaii. quickly. So, are
3: we laying at ten with Hawaii or what? San Jose, San, St- Jose San Jose State. San Jose State.
2: I think covers against I, Hawaii. I, yeah, I
3: agree. I think no one got rich Lane double-digit points with Hawaii on the, the road. They're man. coming to the much. mainland,
1: so we'll see. I, I like San Jose State. Please. I what do too. I want to say though, what a job they've done out there. What a job Rolov just done. Have a great weekend, everyone. Enjoy the games. We'll see you next week.